Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ and Bucky here with you. And Bucky, today we have a chance to visit with a guy I've known for a long time. I think 15 years I've known Mel Tucker. And we've got a chance to to visit with him at at Media Days over the years. And uh, I think people are going to enjoy our conversation with Coach Tucker today. Yeah, he's one of the best coaches in football, and he has a unique background, a guy who has really been in both worlds, the NFL world and the college football world. And so being able to pick his brain to talk about building a program, uh, the differences between the pro and the college game, and just some of the fun things that you like to ask in an interview. Yeah, he's he's the best. I, I did a little uh, media thing with him last week, and I wore my App State shirt. So as soon as he turned the camera on, and here he <laughs> is, the new head coach at Michigan State, and I'm wearing my App State shirt. 
It was well received. Let's just put it that way. It was a lot better received <laughs> than it would have been in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, I can promise you that. Uh, but he's the best. He is a great dude, and he's look. He's he's got a challenge in front of him, as you're going to hear during this interview. Uh, when you look at what's going on in the country, what's going on in the world, um, as a head coach, as a leader of young men, um, I, I think he's the right guy at the right time there for Michigan State. And I think you guys are going to enjoy our conversation we had with Mel Tucker. So here you go. Well, Bucky could not be more excited to have our old friend with us right now, and that's Michigan State's new head coach, Mel Tucker, joining us. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? Uh, we're, we're doing awesome, man. It's, it's great to be back and visit with you. I had a blast uh, hanging out with you on your, on your IG Live okay. last week there, doing a fantastic job social media-wise getting after it, Coach. Uh, but I, we talked about it on there. I want, I want to just get a chance for you to share with our audience as well, just kind of the challenges of, of what you've been going through as a leader of so many young men uh, during such difficult and, and trying times we find ourselves in right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a very uh, it's a very important time in our country right now, and you got the COVID nineteen, uh, which has been a huge challenge for us. I think our, our staff has handled it handled it uh, very well. You know, communication is just so important, uh, and with the with the distance and not being able to to see guys and touch them and be with them, you know, face to face, and just finding ways to use the Zoom and all the technology to connect with our guys has been so important. And then, you know, obviously with uh, some of the social issues and the, the racial injustice issues and George Floyd, uh, we've been, you know, having to connect with our players and, and talk and communicate. And, and so uh, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been quite a challenge, but, but we're up to it. You know, Coach, in, in thinking about those issues, it, it appears now that football players, college football players now, are willing to kind of voice their concerns and really put their opinion out there, whether it's about their coaches or the issues. As a leader, how do you connect with them and kind of show them how to use their voices responsibly? Yeah, well, the, the number one thing is communication. And, you know, I, I'll talk to them about communication, education, and resources. And I encourage them to use their voice. And I've told them uh, that I'm going to support them in any way that I can. And uh, a big part of it is, is uh, you know, educating our players and, and make sure they have the resources available to them so that they can speak passionately um, about the issues that they, that they care about. And so we're helping them with that. But I think uh, the players, they really want to know, uh, where do you stand as a coach? That's what they really want to know. And so uh, I let the players know how, how I felt and, and we talked about it. And it's really, it's really impossible to leave if the players don't know where you stand. So uh, we've done that, and it's a, it's a daily process. And, and I told them it's not something that's going to be um, something that's going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time, um, but you know we're going to take it one, one, we're going to take it one day at a time, and we're going, we're going to chip away at it. Coach, I know we talked about this with you at your previous stop, and we've had a chance to talk about this with a lot of, of coaches. Uh, and stepping into a new environment and, and taking over a program. And you as well as others have talked about the importance of kind of having that open door policy where you can have players come into your office and feel free to come in there and talk to you about anything, you know, football related, life related. When you're separated, you know, I know you got the guys back in the building now, but for a long time during all this, you guys are separated physically. How were how you able to maintain kind of that, that connection with these guys individually when it's, it, they can't just walk down the hallway and pop in your office? Yeah, it's really tough, and and you know I use I use my staff. You know, staff 
we've done a great job with the, our Zoom calls. And it hasn't just been X's and O's. You know, our coaches have really done a great job just getting to know our players personally. Uh, you know, goal setting has been a big part of what we're doing. And when you talk about goals and, and dreams, uh, you know, it, it becomes personal. And you know, the players, you know, they get to know the coaches, you get to know the players. And it's been a, it's been a daily, uh, it's been a daily process. I mean, since the, the onset of the, the COVID and the shutdown and we've been home, we've met with our players, uh, you know, three days a week and sometimes four days a week on Zoom, talking football, but also talking about life. And so uh, those are things that we've done to connect with our players. Coach, whenever a new coach comes, takes over a program, it's all about the rebuild, the turnaround. Um, how do you establish some of the core principles that you believe in in establishing a culture when you are dealing with uh, COVID and all the other things? Like, how do you still put those plans uh, in process? How do you put them together? Yes, yeah, it's, it's communicating the, the vision, you know, uh, what we want to be as a program. You know, we have to live it, you know, every day as a coaching staff, and we lead that way. And our players, even though they don't see us face to face, they can see it uh, on Zoom. They can tell if you're authentic. They can tell that if you care about them or not. Um, and, and and what we want to be about as a program in terms of playing, being hardworking, playing with toughness, you know, being accountable, having a, a culture of discipline. Uh, you know, talking about that every day, and uh, you know, just. Those are things that, that the players they can they can sense that they can feel that, and it, and it doesn't change. And when it's a consistent message coming from from the head coach and each uh, each position coach and coordinator, then the players know this is what it's going to be. This is what it is, and then they and then they 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 start to buy in, and that's where we are right now. Coach, I'd be curious, you know, having spent so much time in different leagues, you know, you, you had a lot of time there in the SEC, you've been in the Pac-12, now you're back in the Big Ten where you have a, a lot of history there. How different is college football regionally? You've got great experience with it. I know we're all under one umbrella, but just how different is it when you go from one region to another? Yeah, there, there is, there's a different feel, you know, the Big Ten to the SEC to the Pac-12 uh, and, and the NFL. So it, it does feel a little bit different, but at the end of the day, it's still ball. You know, and uh, and, that's, and that's a great thing about it. You know, football is a great game. It's the ultimate team sport. And, you know, it's, it's a privilege and an honor to be able to be in a position like this, to be able to lead these men in this game, to be able to, to have a have a career in coaching. It's a very honorable profession. Um, I feel very blessed to be here um, in this position. But, uh, you know, whether it's SEC, Pac-12, NFL, Big Ten, Football's a great game. You know, Coach, I want to go back to your, your your playing days because you were coached and influenced by one of the best coaches to ever do it in college football and Barry Alvarez. Uh, what are some of the things that you were able to learn from what Coach Alvarez did at Wisconsin when you guys turned that program around to help you be able to develop your own philosophy or your own way of doing things as you're sitting there at Michigan State? Yeah, um, Coach Alvarez was a great coach. He's a great man. He's a great leader. My freshman year, we were one and ten, five and six, five and six, and Rose Bowl champs. And wow. uh, Coach Coach Alvarez was unwavering. He would always talk to us about never flinch, you know, never blink. You know, he was uh, just staunchly committed to a vision of building a championship program through hustle, effort, toughness, mental toughness, physical toughness team, 
unselfishness, you know, day in and day out, and he never wavered. And his assistant coaches never wavered. And through recruiting, through recruiting, um, he was able to build that program with those core values and principles that we all can that we all can understand. And eventually, we were able to get he was able to get that program turned around. And I learned a great deal from him uh, in that regard. Coach, you learn a lot from Coach Alvarez there at the college level. You mentioned a little bit earlier about your time in the NFL, and that's how we got to know each other there with the Cleveland Browns. But when you when you look at your NFL experience, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, uh, but I'm just I'm curious in terms of the volume with what you can put in, and you did it on the defensive side of the ball, but we can talk about offense as well. What's the difference in volume that you can give a professional football player where it's his job and the hours are, are a lot more friendly versus what you can give a college kid who you might you know have to get on the field as an 18-year-old? Yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. you got to be careful how much you give these guys at the college level because obviously they've got school, you got the 20-hour rule, you know, there's a, you just don't have as much time. There's a lot less meeting time uh, compared to the NFL. But, um, you know, we've been able to be very comprehensive in our schemes um, at Alabama, at Georgia, at Colorado. We're able to get a lot of stuff in. Uh, the teaching and the teaching, coaching is teaching and teaching progressions and being very clear and being very deliberate um, and just that, that is a skill. And the, be the, the better and uh, you can teach, the more organized that you are, uh, the way you deliver the information, you know, the, the, more, the, the more efficient you are doing those things, the more you can put in. And, and, it, and it's an old saying, it's not, what, it's not what you know as a coach, it's what the players know. And it's what they can execute in the fourth quarter when they're tired. And so, uh, you know, we've been able to do quite a, quite a bit, but there is, there is a difference and it is a huge, huge challenge in college football. Coach, one of the challenges between uh, when you float from both leagues, the NFL and college, in the NFL, you build your team through the draft and free agency. In college, it's all about recruiting. And so DJ and I have been in these draft rooms where we set these prototypes and things. When it comes to recruiting, how much of it is setting a standard for the prototypes that you want physically, but also the core characteristics that you want from an intangible standpoint? Uh, very similar to the NFL. You know, we have uh, prototypes that we're looking for at each position, and, and we try to stick to that the best we can. And, but the, obviously the number one thing that we're looking for is, a, is, is character. You know, high character guy. We're not recruiting any, we're not recruiting players that can't play. We're not recruiting players that, that, that don't have great athletic ability. Where the rubber meets the road is what type of people are you bringing into your program? And uh, that's where it starts. And then height, weight, speed for position. We're, we're, we're fairly strict on that. Um, they're just saying that if you, if, you, if, you make it, if you take exceptions, if you sign exceptions, you'll have a team full of exceptions. And so once we set our criteria, what we're looking for, in a player, character-wise, and obviously physically, we we do a pretty good job sticking to that. Coach, I, I want to talk about the quarterback position, and we're recruiting and looking for the most important position on your football team. Yeah. I'd love to know kind of what the what the makeup as the individual that you prefer, what that looks like, that framework, and then also the skill set that they possess. Because I think, and you've seen it over your coaching time, yeah. we've kind of gone from distributor quarterbacks to playmaking quarterbacks um, yeah. and I'd love to just know what you're looking for at the position. 
Yeah, at the quarterback position, I think the the, the main the, the number one thing, your quarterback has to be your number one competitor on your football team, on both sides of the ball. And when you the, the best quarterbacks that I've coached against have been that. You see the best quarterbacks in the, in the NFL, you see that they are the, the number one competitor. Same thing in college football. The best teams with great quarterbacks, those guys compete. You know, obviously, um, leadership is, is huge. Uh, guys that are unselfish, guys that are um, that love football, uh, guys that are kind of a gym rat mentality, and, terms of, and, and physically, the accuracy is very important. You know, a lot of people talk about arm strength, and that's huge, but accuracy in the passing game is huge. And just like you alluded to, you know, you want to have a guy that can make plays with his legs. You know, obviously, uh, you know, people mentioned dual threat. Um, you know, you want guys that can be accurate passers in the pocket and make all the throws and be able to win outside of the numbers and be able to do uh, make the touch throws, the intermediate and deep balls, all that. Um, you have to be able to do that. But if a guy can, if a play breaks down, if a guy can extend plays, he can make plays with his leg. If he can, with his legs, if he can move the sticks uh, with his legs, or nice he can plug. make it. Nice, can, nice plug. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. If you could, if you could, if you could do that. <laughs> if you can do it, move, if you can move the sticks, you know, Thank you. his legs, then you uh, then then you got something. <laughs> you know, uh, coach, having having been at both levels and having been in that the SEC, where from a scouting standpoint, we always talk about that being the premier conference, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are right there after that. When you see how the game looks on Saturday, and then when you cast your eyes to Sunday, it looks like it's closely matching. What are, are you surprised having been in the league that you're seeing so many NFL teams kind of welcome some of the things that we're seeing in the college game? Yeah, you know, I'm not surprised. Uh, I think coaches realize that um, you have to do what your, what your players can do. And if you, if you get a great player uh, out of the college ranks and, and, and you know he's a guy that's going to be a difference maker for, for you, then you have to figure out what he what he does best, and then you have to implement, implement those things. And one thing the NFL is, the, the coaches are, they're great at, it's a copycat league. And they're not just copying other teams in the NFL, but they're also, they're just, they're just scouring and just studying college tape to try to find a, a winning edge. And so, and, and college coaches do that as well in, in terms of the NFL. So uh, you get a lot of sharing of ideas, you know, best practices, find out what works. And at the end of the day, you know, coaches want to win, and they they really don't care what it looks like. And if it's uh, if it's empty and throwing the ball all over a lot, or if it's three yards and a cloud of dust and twenty-two personnel, that's what it is. Whatever's working, and it's whatever your players can do. Coach, along that along that line, I, I would be curious to just know when you were at Alabama, when you were at Georgia, and you guys were seeing all these athletic quarterbacks, and just being around Nick. Um, and also with Kirby and yourself, that were NFL teams coming to you guys to try and figure out how to deal with some of these things as they were making their way to the NFL? <laughs> There's no doubt that there was a lot of a lot of NFL coaches calling and saying, "Hey, what's 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 going on with this RPO business? <laughs> how do you stop that? You know, <laughs> rezone RPO, this that, you know." And, and so, uh, in that regard, you. you it kind of, it kind of, the RPO game kind of trickled to the NFL, you know, and so um, I've had a lot of discussions with with, with uh, NFL coordinators and 
and, and coaches about how do you stop the quarterback run game? How do you deal with, their, with the RPOs? And they don't necessarily like some of the answers that you give them. But when you turn on the NFL <laughs> tape, you know, that next season, you see that they're actually doing um, you know, what you talked about. You know, Coach, there, there, there are a lot of NFL coaches who have aspirations of being a head coach. You had an interesting journey because you were a coordinator in the NFL. You dropped down to the collegiate level. You were a coordinator. Then you made your way to being a head coach. For you, was it more important to be a head coach regardless of level? Or were you stuck on uh, just being like, I want to get back to the NFL? Your journey is unique. So I kind of want to just expand on that. Like, What made you go back down to college to determine that that is where you wanted to kind of take your path to be a head coach? Yeah, that's a great question. When I interviewed for the Wisconsin job in 2012, I was I put my book together and um, I had an NFL book. I didn't have a college book. When I put the book, when I was putting the book together, um, I really realized. I, I said, I've been doing this for a long time, and I have so much information. I have so much knowledge. I've, I have so much experience. Um, I need to at some point. I need to go back to college and pour into these young people and really give back to the younger guys, so the 17, 18, 19-year-old kids, uh, and just give them all of the information that, that I learned over the years. I mean, 10 years in the NFL, that, that's a long time. And just all those experiences, and that's really why I came back to college. I wanted to uh, work with the young players. I wanted to give back. I feel like I can make more of an impact with the younger players. I had great relationships with, with my players in the NFL, but it's not quite the same as – in college, when you, you're recruiting guys, when they're sophomore, juniors in high school, you know their parents, you know their grandma, you know their high school coach, and then you, you, you find them, you recruit them, you sign them, you coach them, and you graduate them, you know, and hopefully you, you, you usher, them into the, usher them into the draft. And so uh, that's where I found that my passion was. And so when I, in 2000, after the 2014 season, I had an opportunity to, after I left the Bears to go to, to, go to Alabama again with Nick, and and and, uh, and get back into the college game, and so um, that's really where where how that happened. And being a head coach in college, uh, as opposed to being a head coach in NFL, to me that was not really the, the main driving factor. I mean, it was really just I just wanted I just want to coach. I just want to get back. Coach, as we finish up here, you've been very generous with your time. I have a Michigan State checklist here of, of people that you need to have had a conversation with at Michigan State. So I'm going to go through them and tell me if this conversation has taken place yet. Okay, we got to start with Izzo. Have, have you had any visits with Coach Izzo? Yeah, yeah. I, I talk to Coach Izzo all the time. Actually, he lives around the corner from me. I live around the corner from him now here in, in these lands. He's, 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 he's a great friend, man. You know, you know Coach Izzo, man. He's the best, and he's, he loves football. As a matter of fact, he joked with me that he was upset that I didn't hire him as my defensive coordinator, or at least didn't give him a look. <laughs> the intensity. I, I've been with you, Coach. I know your intensity. I think Izzo can take your intensity and maybe take it up another notch. Uh, I, I like yeah, that idea of getting Izzo there as the D.C. Not a bad idea. He can get it done, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, let's, all right, so you checked off the Izzo box. How about Magic? Have you had a chance to visit with Magic at all? I have. I have. I talked to him, on, I think it was a week and a half ago. We had a really good conversation. I hope to see him uh, here in East Lansing in the next couple of days. Magic. Okay. That was my first time ever talking to Magic, and I felt like I knew him my whole life. He's that type of guy. <laughs> 
That's so, that's so, two for two. That's awesome. All right, now we get into the nitty gritty here. Uh, Mateen Cleaves, have you talked with Mateen Cleaves yet? <laughs> I, I talked to Cleaves, man. I talked to Cleaves. Cleaves Come on, here. you've already talked to Cleaves? <laughs> I talked to Cleaves was here as a player when I was here as a GA at Michigan State in 97 and 98. And, oh, wow. and so I went to a basketball game. They had a reunion. I wore a Cleaves jersey. You know, Cleaves was my guy. Oh, nice. <laughs> Oh, you're three for three. This is fantastic. All right, now uh, let's go. Let's go uh, multi sports here. How about Kirk Gibson? I have not yet. Okay, there we, there we go. There we go. I have not. Okay. I'm, I'm three for four. I'm three four. <laughs> yeah, but I have, that's good. I have his number, and and I have a good friend of mine who lives down the road. That's really good friends with him, and he set up a golf date with Gibby. So hopefully, that's a good idea. I need to yeah. call Gibby as soon as we get off this deal here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the last box you've got to check. Then you're like Michigan State official here. Uh, that is right. fantastic. Right. Bucky, anything else you want to hit Coach on before we get out of here? No, the only thing that I'm curious about is, Coach, what are those uniforms and helmets going to look like when, when you guys finally run out? Are we doing anything different? Are we changing? Are we going back old school? I'm just wondering, <laughs> as a guy who used to watch Andre Risen, I'm just trying to figure out what is it going to look like when it's go white, go green? Yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see, man. I know I've, I've been interacting <laughs> with the fans on social media, man, and, and they have a lot of requests and some things they want to see, and so I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the fans, and and uh, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Hopefully, when the time is right and it's safe, we get back out there, we'll, we'll look pretty good in that, in that green and white. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those uniforms. By the way, Coach, I, I can't believe I forgot one. Garvey? What about Garvey? Have we had any talk with Steve Garvey? I have, I have not talked to Steve Garvey. Okay, there's another one. My, there's another my one. percentage is going down. No more. You can't ask me. <laughs> I asked him. I'm going the other way. You've got some baseball homework, Coach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. See, we'll give you a bonus point there for Ryzen. Uh, hey, Coach, we are, you know, look, we're friends, first of all, uh, but we're also fans. We're rooting for you. We hope that you just have an unbelievable amount of success there at Michigan State. And I know the players there are very fortunate to have a leader like you uh, to guide them through their college experience. So thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate your friendship. It was always great to get back with you guys. And let me know if you need anything else, man. Take care, guys. Oh, Bucky, I enjoyed that, man. Had some fun there at the end there with, uh, with Coach Tucker. But you can just tell he's... He's going to be a success. He's uh, the guy's just wired absolutely the right way to be a college football head coach. Absolutely, because like his heart is in the right place. He wants to give back. He wants to help uh, the young people. But then he's really been influenced and impacted by guys who've been extremely successful. When you go down his resume, you look at Nick Saban and Kirby Smart playing on the Barry Alvarez. He has everything that you want to have on the resume. Now it's just taking all those lessons that he's learned and putting him into practice, I think he's doing an outstanding job at Michigan State. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we get a full college football season and he has a chance to, uh, to really lead this program forward and, and see where they can take it. So uh, big fans of Mel Tucker, appreciate him giving us some time for the podcast today. I uh, do want to encourage everybody to check out the TV show, the Move the Sticks TV show, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Eastern time on NFL Network. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be off this week, Bucky, but you've upgraded. You've got the better half of the Chargers broadcast because our buddy Matt Money Smith is going to step in for me, and I know you guys have some big things planned for the show. Uh, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, look out for that. That is 6 p.m. Eastern time Thursday on NFL Network. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. I want to thank our buddy David Singer, who's the booker who gets us these fantastic guests, including 
uh, Coach Mel Tucker there from Michigan State. So big shout out to Singer. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation and we look forward to catching up with you next time right here on Move the Sticks. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Career Builder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job, the skills you bring to work. And Career Builder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits, jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.